Lions fans. It's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today... The lads want a game. <laughs> uh, these ones are a little bit more for you. Will you do one of these today? Don't not gonna have a follow-up with a whole bunch of numbers, so I'm gonna dig it as deeply into the currently available information as I can. They won today. Lions came out of the gates in a base 4-3 defense shooting gaps. Non-nickel, as they usually do. Uh makes sense given the Falcons focus on running the ball and their reliance on 12 personnel as I stated last week in my preview of what the Lions or Falcons offense was going to do. Yeah, that changed over time uh, as as everybody adjusted uh, and the adjustment was that uh, Ify Melifonwu lined up as the weak side linebacker a lot. It's going to be interesting to see his snaps uh, from PFF as far as the positioning goes. Uh, like I said, this is one where there's there's a lot to dig into. I really wish I was going to get to do that, but we're on a short week. So tomorrow we get around the division and then we go into the offensive preview, then the defensive preview on game day. Uh, that's, that's this week's show. And then we'll do a post-game show. Okay, I'll really get to analyze the Packers game. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, if he was basically playing for a lot of the game, a similar role to, you'll remember that one game where Jeff Okuda looked like he might finally be living up to his draft potential last year. That's what they had Ify doing. He was kind of all over the place, except in like the safety version of that, as opposed to occasionally going outside corner. Um, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm not going to get to talk about it that much, but I'm really looking forward to watching the All-22 this week. Uh, <laughs> so, Blinds. Blitzing early, not really getting there. And the quarters were having some difficulty with Atlanta's size. But when you live by the sword and die by the sword, sometimes you live by the sword. And they got some back-to-back drive-killing sacks in the mid-first quarter with some nice pressure packages. Which kind of lives up to the idea that the Lions had been creating pressure, they just had not been finishing the game. Finishing the job as it were. Line seven sacks on the day should probably erase the doubt that a lot of fans had about the ability of this team to rush the passer. It's about a 17-game marathon, not a, a two-game snapshot. That's, I've always said, like, don't draw huge conclusions based on thin games of football that you've watched. They just weren't getting there. They, they were the balls coming out moments before the blitz got there. Uh, it turns out that uh, Geno Smith and Patrick Mahomes are good at football. Maybe Desmond Ritter is not as good at football, and that's why the Lions were able to get home to fish. Sam Laporta, uh, I don't know if you can have a coming out party when you've already done something no rookie NFL tight end has done with his five receptions in each of the first two games, uh, but he did more than that today. Where are my stats? We're receiving today. Eight receptions for 84 yards from Sam Laporta. With one touchdown. So on the year, that's 18 in three games. Madness. <laughs> I'm going to just preemptively take the L on this one because he wasn't the tight end I wanted at that pick. 
you know, other guys are doing fine in other places, but this is crazy. The Lions were absolutely right. I was absolutely wrong on this. It's not that I hated Laporta. He was like my second tight end on the board at that point, but should have been first. Like I said, I'm taking the L on that one. This kid is great, and there is no reason to expect him to not continue to be great moving forward. Uh, it was pretty clear the first half that the, uh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to curious with the all 22 exactly what they were doing in the secondary to kind of take away St. Brown a little bit in the first half, but they clearly switched that over to trying to kind of take Laporta away in the second half, which opened up space for Hamid Ross St. Brown to, to end up with over 100 yards receiving. So that's two Lions receivers doing a great job out there. And Khalif Raymond, let's talk about that. He did exactly what they needed him to do by backing safeties off early in the game. They were t- they took a few deep shots at him, and they they did hit one. And that's all you got to do to force them to respect what you're doing with that player is you just you have to hit one. That's gonna pay dividends for weeks at this point. And now that now that there's tape of him succeeding in that role. Just a very good thing for the Lions. Small nit to pick. South Ted Zaloni allergic to wrapping up. Like, I, I love this guy, but the torpedo tackles are a big part of why Detroit's listed as one of the worst tackling teams in football. And more often than not, he does get people down. But every single time he hits a guy and doesn't get his arms wrapped around him and goes down, like even I'm thinking specifically of a, a first half play. <laughs> Well, I guess Bijan Robinson, who is very good at this, but it just, and he didn't try to wrap him up on it. He just failed. Um, just hard to watch sometimes. Uh, Gibbs struggled early. No, at the half, he was 2.8 yards per carry. Things were, were not going well in that regard. He just had an extra hitch, like he wasn't sure what he was supposed to be doing pretty much every play. Uh, like, just you, you'd watch Reynolds or other guy. Zonovan Knights. I apologize for the disrespect, Mr. Knight. You came in, you had yourself a great day today. Thank you, sir, for your service. Two pointing yards per carry at the half. Yep, so that's where I wasn't. The other guys were just not hesitating. They were getting the ball and going to the hole. Gibbs was getting the ball, taking this weird little hitch step that was completely unnecessary in most cases. Like the NFL holes are not college holes, and I think that may be a thing that Gibbs is having a little bit of trouble adjusting to because his success is coming when there is a big hole. And uh he's gonna need to Improve on that going forward. But again, overall, with the opportunities that he got, particularly late in the game when he brought that number way up from that 2.8, overall, a very positive day for Jair Gibbs. And I think that's kind of how this player is going to work is you need to give him a quantity so that eventually he does break a couple and bring that number up. He's not going to be a guy who gets 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 57. It's going to be 3, 2, 3, 2, 5, 57. I suspect that's kind of how what we're dealing with here. Malcolm Rodriguez, 
on the fields in places where positive yardage is being gained a lot. Though, so having looked at that all 22 footage that lets you know what the coverages were, a little hard to tell if that's by design or not. Uh, but my, my gripe is like he's not an awful player, but he's not Jack Campbell or Barnes or Anceloni. Every week, this is showing up where there's just a whole bunch of plays where he comes in in the nickel and doesn't look like he's succeeding to the eye test. And like I said, like when you look at the all 22 later, sometimes you're like, oh, okay, this is what was happening. But I don't see anything off the top of my head that could be that. Question that was asked in the Slack chat is what was the difference between Sam Laporta's route on his tight end and the route run by Jameis Williams last year on his very similar position on the field touchdown reception. And uh, basically the difference is that uh, Jameis Williams didn't run a route. He just sort of meandered off into the open space on the field, uh, which in that particular case worked. There was open space. Jared Goff saw him do it. He hit him with a ball. It's kind of surprised he was there by all appearances. Uh, this was a designed play. That like this is this, he did exactly what he was supposed to do. He faked the safety out of his shoes. Like Richie Grant has been struggling all year, and the corner post of the Porter ran on that touchdown is like it's it's a teaching textbook pattern. He starts just listing to the outside slightly to draw the safety over, thinking that's where he's going to go, and then cuts it back in, and the safety has to do a 180 from full sprint, and it's over. It is over. One of the most beautiful touchdowns I have seen in the passing game from the Detroit Lions, because the reason he was open is because he beat that guy so very badly with a thing he intended to do. Clearly, that was one of Ben Johnson's goals today. And extremely successful. Uh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones drawing a penalty in the end zone from a defensive back on a play that wasn't going to be a reception is probably the most Marvin Jones thing that's ever happened. Like, if he does nothing else for the team this season, <laughs> that he got Bates to just, like, fight you in the end zone for over nothing. Nice job, Marvin. You're still the best at that. If he hasn't led the league all time in drawn penalties at the wide receiver position, I, I would probably be pretty surprised. I've never seen stats on that. I don't know where I would get them. If someone does know them, please post them below. Uh, also want to give a shout out to MCDC's clock management because I heard and saw a lot of people giving him grief for that last week. And I think when... He does something really good in that regard. We need to have that same level of applause that we had in terms of maybe poo-pooing whether or not he's good at this. He stole a possession at the end of the first half with that timeout he called while the Falcons still had the ball. Um, but let's, let's call it what it is. Like the results were like, so okay, went down and scored a touchdown with that possession, but just one more a little thing. Uh, many coaches, like the last two coaches in Detroit, would have been more than happy to let the other team just finish out the clock there, knowing that they're not going to score. 
the MCDC's aggression does help us sometimes. And I'm going to go into a little bit more about that in a bit later. If the NFC's Pro Bowl nickel isn't Brian Branch right now, who is it? I, I don't think there's an answer. Like, how, how could you not vote for this kid with his 11 tackles today? Would have been 12 if he had not dropped the head on that one play. And yes, that was a penalty. There were bad calls today. That was not one of them. But as I've been saying for years, good teams rise above the bad calls and win anyway. And that is what the Lions did today. Uh, but Branch, man, that uh, so many tackles for loss. So many just, oh, hey, we got a completion. Oh, sticking with the secondary, uh, Tracy Walker. He's got to be a meme at this point, right? <laughs> uh -huh. His return to the starting lineup gave us exactly what we expect from him. Uh, he's a really damn good safety. And I think, I think he gets disrespected way too much because of the one hole in his game. Like, he's always around the ball. He's always laying hits. He's always breaking up passes. Like, he was third on the team in tackles today, and he wasn't really getting targeted. That was him getting someone else's guy down. Coming up on the run. And that brings me to something that I'm seeing a lot of weird reactions to this game. Like, when the Lions went up 20-3, to three, they went into an almost pre-vet defense. Like, at that point, they decided eating time was more important than getting it three and out. Uh, I say almost because, like, when they got into some, like, down and distance packages where they knew that uh, Ritter was going to be dropping back, they, they brought pressure, and they got home, and they got those results. But on early downs, like they were playing some soft zone coverages to prevent big plays. Uh, because that's the only way Atlanta was going to get back into the games if they got guys deep and got that done. And uh, I'm going to be blunt when I say that a holding call or a pass interference is better than a touchdown. So if you do get beat, that's not bad. That's a good thing that someone has the wherewithal to go, well, I'm not getting back into that one, but you're not getting a touchdown here. So maybe lay off some of the Lions players, is all I'm saying there. Uh, like, they were playing some soft zone coverages, preventing big plays. Atlanta was getting behind the sticks. Like, when we see their success rate, uh, it's going to be low. It's going to be very low. Uh, they were getting behind the sticks and never pulling themselves out of that hole. Uh, like, an eight-yard completion on third and 12th is good. Like, you want that. Even giving up a first down just beyond the sticks... In certain play calls and certain coverages, that's, again, by design, the thing that is most likely to happen. Focus on bringing the guy down in bounds to keep the clock running over trying to get a defensive pass interference and maybe giving up a big play. This matchup was a physical nightmare for the Lions. Uh -huh. I went over in the, the offensive preview. Exactly how big these guys are. Like they're all six foot three. They're all two hundred and twenty to two hundred and fifty pounds. Just giant, giant guys. But there is no secondary that matches up super well with this group as a whole. Uh, the line secondary handled their business, today, and that includes Jerry Jacobs. That includes Ifiatu Melifonwu, and very briefly, it included Will Harris. Like the line secondary got the job done today. Like, I've seen a lot of people talking smack about particularly Jerry Jacobs. 
No Atlanta receiver got over 50 yards on the day. Their entire team got 201 yards total in the air. That's a win for the line secondary. Just out and out, straight up victory. I want to bring up a difference between the coaches as my kind of last point on this one. Last week, Arthur Smith chose to kick the field goal four times and was the reason that they won that game against the Packers. Just the, the accumulation of points over time. Today, they needed three scores. They needed two touchdowns and a field goal and decided to take the touchdown first. The Lions' defensive strategy kind of made that field goal irrelevant because they were playing to keep the clock rolling which is the opposite of what Atlanta needed to do and I, I do have to wonder if not going forward at that point may have been a bit of a motivational issue for Atlanta nobody's really quantified momentum statistically but if you've ever played team sports you know it's real and it's internal it is inside you you will get a feeling as a player that things are going badly and once that happens, it cascades. Dan Campbell believes his guys will go for the yards. He believes they'll get it. So he goes for it. I don't get the vibe that Arthur Smith has that same level of belief in his players. And I kind of wonder if they also don't get the vibe that their coach has that level of belief in them. Because he never goes for it. He always takes the three points. Like in this case... You do need the field goal and two touchdowns, but when you're in a position like that and you don't go for the touchdown first, it is not a good feeling to the players you have not relied on to get you the points you need. And that's uh, kind of the difference between our head coach and their head coach. I think it's part of why the Lions won the game today is because their coach has absolute belief that if something goes wrong, they will figure it out and they will fix it. And today, that is what happened. The Lions figured it out and they fixed it. Like It turns out that the Chiefs are a good football team. The Seahawks are a good football team. Not so sure Atlanta's a good football team. <laughs> and just, just straight up. like They, they did have to guess four field goals to beat the Packers last week. Spoiler alert for around the division tomorrow, Packers won again. FTP. And I think we're going to leave it at that. That is the final sentiment of the show. Lions ran the ball to stop the run. And that's why they won the game. Great job, fellas. Now, FTP. Go take the division over on Thursday. Let's bring it here together. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. You've had enough of that shit.